I love SMBC because I've been a member here for over 20 years, and Pastor brings a word every Sunday. Ministry here is for the entire being. Uh, I love the way it touches the mind, the body, and the soul. Uh, we have women's ministries. Welcome to our world. I've gone to several churches before, and the truth that Pastor preaches about the word, his leadership, and his vision is just pure. Welcome to our world. What keeps me coming back to St. Matthews is the youth program. They continuously put effort into the young, into the young mentors. Welcome to our world. Bienvenidos a nuestro mundo.
before you once again first and always saying thank you Lord father we thank you for your goodness your mercy and your grace father we came through 365 days and now we're into another set of 365 days and we're here God and we thank you Lord there are people who did not make it father we understand that and there are people who may be among us who are bereaved because of the loss of loved ones in 2023, but God, we're so grateful that you saw fit to bring us to this point. Thank you, Father, for the forgiveness of our sins, Lord. We know we've done things and haven't always been the best children, Lord, but we thank you that you forgive us for the things that we do that don't please you, Father. Thank you for giving us your love and your forgiveness on a regular daily basis, and all we have to do is ask for it. Father, I lift up this service to you, Father. Everybody who will have a part in it, God, from our musicians, from our choir and praise team, our ushers, and people who are doing other classes for the children, Lord. I lift them all up before you, Father, asking for your blessing upon each entity, Lord. And even people who are sitting in the pews, Father, they are a part of this worship experience, Lord. They may not be actively participating in a ministry today, Father, but we ask that you would just bless them in a strong and mighty way, Father. God, we're so grateful to be here today, Lord. We are so grateful that we have an opportunity to be in your presence, God, because you are a holy God, and we are not always doing what you want us to do. We're not perfect. We're working on our holiness on a daily basis to become more like you, Father. But you desire to have a deep and intimate and personal relationship with each and every one of us, Father. And I thank you for that. I pray, Father, for the person who comes who does not know you in the pardon of their sins, Lord, that you would bless them, that you would open up their mind, that you would open up their eyes and their heart to receive you today, God. People need you in their lives, Jesus. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and throughout the week as we go to work, Father, but we know if you are with us, Lord, we are able to do anything. We know that we're able to be the people of God that you have called us to be in these last evil days, Lord, and we thank you for that. We continue to lift up, lift up Pastor Gordon, Father, as he continues to recuperate and heal, Lord. We pray for him, God, because we want him back, Father. We want him back here in the pulpit, Lord, to preach your word with 
boldness and with power, Lord. We pray for Sister G and that you would continue to bless her and keep her, God, and continue to overwhelm her with your presence and your, and your peace, Lord. Father, there's so many things, so many prayers, so many questions, so many requests that we may have of you, Lord. But right now, we just give the service to you. We lift it up to you, God. You are an audience of one, and we just bless you today, God, for allowing us to just be a part of it, Lord. All these things we ask in the precious and miraculous name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, with thanksgiving, let everyone say together, amen.
Come on and raise your praise right there. Hallelujah. How many know that our God is great? Yeah. How many know that our God is great? Come on and raise the praise. Don't stop lifting your praise. Hallelujah. How great is our God.
praise you, Lord. I said, I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Said, I praise you, Lord. Come on and clap your hands. If you praise the Lord, come on and raise your voice. He's worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For he's worthy. I said the Lord is worthy to be praised. Anybody know? He's worthy. Did he wake you up this morning? comes from the book of Isaiah, the 26th chapter, verse 3. One verse, very familiar. You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. Amen. Good morning. Let us look to the Lord. Lord, Father God, once again, Lord, we come saying thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for waking us this morning, giving us traveling mercies down the highway, that we can come into your house of prayer one more time. Lord, for this, we want to say thank you. Thank you for letting us see another year, Lord Father God. So many didn't make the wake-up call, but you gave us grace and mercy this morning. And we want to say thank you. If we had a thousand tongues, we couldn't thank you for your grace and your mercy that you bestowed upon us on the lives that we've already had many, many years. Lord, a special prayer for our pastor and his family. Lord, healing. Lord, you're the great physician that never, ever, ever lost the patient. So, Lord, Father God, we're putting our faith and our trust in you that you'd bring him back soon. Bless all that is sick and shut in right now, Lord, Father God. 
Oh, Lord, Father God, bless the man at hour that's going to be bringing forth your word. Continue to touch this beautiful choir. Let them continue to sing your praises, Lord, Father God. And Lord, Father God, we'll be careful to give you all the praises, all the honor, and all the glory. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen.
you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, let us praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise God for his mighty acts. Praise God for his excellent greatness. Let everything, let everything that have breath, praise the Lord. Come on, let's lift our hands. Let's give him a hand clap of praise. The Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you forever and forever and forever in perfect faithfulness. You have done wonderful things. I will exalt you forever and forever and forever. Lord, I will praise your name. I will praise your name forever and forever and forever. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Come on, let's get my give the Lord a hand clap of praise for 2024 and his continuing blessings of our senior pastor and his family during his recovery. Amen. At this time, without delay, I want to uh, introduce or call up our director of pastoral affairs, uh, Sister Ziegler, that is Alina Mitchell Ziegler. She has something great to tell you. Come on. Good morning, St. Matthews. Giving honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our senior pastor, Dr. Gordon, and the ministers. Our pastor has a new message for us today, and if you could, please turn your attention to the screens. Good morning and happy New Year's to you all. The Bible says, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. In this new year, we should have a new peace, a perfect peace. What is it that causes our peace to dissipate? First, our worry due to faithlessness we worry about things we can't control. 
Secondly, not only our worry, but our work trying to fix things in our own strength. And then third, our fractures from our history, which causes us to lean on self. What the Bible is talking about in this new year is a new faith that does not involve, hallelujah, us worrying about stuff we can't control. And not only a, 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 a worry, a faithlessness, and trying to work and fix things on our own. And, 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 and this whole thing of our fractures, our historical issues, where we are slaves to try to make things happen. But God says, and the peace of God, and in this new year, we want you to have a new peace, a perfect peace that deals with God being the guard of our hearts, our minds through Christ Jesus. And you got to admit, and I have to admit, I cannot do this on my own. I need the new peace in the new year. Amen. A perfect peace in order for me to trust and to have guards around my emotions, my intellect, and God will bring that new peace as we trust him in this new year. God bless you. Have a great, great day. And Jesus is Lord. Thank you. We praise God for our pastor. Love that man. I need your help with two things. The first thing is I just want to give a shout out to the AV team who is always on time. Thank you guys so much. You're amazing. And secondly, on Wednesday, our pastor will be celebrating his birthday. So I was hoping I could get your help and that on three, on the count of three, we could all just say happy birthday, pastor. All right. Are we ready? One, two, three. Happy birthday, pastor. Oh, thank you guys so much. Love you. Bless the Lord. And as a matter of fact, it's our pastor's birthday. Stand on your feet and we're going to sing happy birthday to him. Amen. Jarvis in the house. Please come up. Deacon, minister in training, Pete Jarvis. Please come up. He was a U.S. Marine. <clears throat> he knows what he's doing. 
Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Amen. Giving honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose again on the third day. Um, also to our pastor, um, continue to keep him in prayer through our recovery. Under the leadership of our pastor, the outreach ministry went out yesterday. Uh, we visited 181 homes. Amen. Amen. Everybody who was involved yesterday, please stand. Shirley Smith, Tanya, Faye, Sister Fagan, Renee, everyone. Jerome's in the house. Jerome, Dakar, everybody who was involved. Three souls accepted Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Thank you. There was some inclement weather yesterday just for those of you who didn't wake up until it stopped. They were out witnessing to souls. For our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let's give the Lord another hand clap for this man and the team of God. Amen. Amen. Uh, thank you, Sister Ziegler. Thank you, uh, Minister in Training Jarvis. And at this time, we have an announcement. Screen announcement. St. Matthews, this is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Today's announcements are as follows. It's that time of year again. Time to update your member contact information. If you have moved or changed your phone number, please make sure to visit our website. Once you're on our homepage, click on online forms in the top right-hand corner. Then click on member contact update. And from there, you'll find the form. Please fill out the form and it will automatically send into our office. Please complete this form by January 15th and help us be good stewards for the Lord as we prepare for our end of year mailings. This concludes today's general announcements. Amen. Let's give the Lord one more hand clap. He has blessed us once more. Amen. And now, do we have visitors this morning? Any visitors, please stand. Is there one? Any visitors? Amen. God bless you. If you don't have a church home, we invite you to join us during our call of salvation. Amen. And if you're walking out here without a church home, knowing that you're saved, you need the covering of blood. And our pastor will pray, and you will be covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Just don't walk out here being saved. And cannot praise his name. Amen. And we praise him every Sunday morning. In fact, some of us praise him every day, twice a day, three times a day. When we wake up in the morning, when we eat breakfast, when we eat lunch, and we feel bad on the job, we praise for a lift up. And, and sometimes in the afternoon, I get sluggish and, and a soda won't help me, so I have to pray for a recovery. And then when I get home, thank you, Lord, for I'm home. I made it today. Come on, let's talk about it. Tell you you need Jesus. You cannot make it without Lord Jesus Christ. And now it is offering time. And God loves a cheerful gift. You cannot beat God giving no matter how hard you try. This service, we only take up one offering, and that is our tithe. Just remember, a tithe is 10%. If you make $1,000 a week, God gets the first 100 bucks. 
If you make $700 a week, God gets the first $70. If you make $500 a week, God gets the first $50. Now, I just want to tell you something that 1 Timothy, uh, 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 Paul said in 1 Timothy, those who desire to be rich into temptation and snare and into many foolish things and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. So don't love that money. Just give the Lord what God has blessed you with. Amen.
nations, please. Thank you all for giving. Let's give the Lord one more hand clap of praise. Our guest uh, preacher, teacher, speaker, counselor this morning, uh, you will hear from after our excellent choir, the last selection. Our senior pastor has tasked our director of counseling, Reverend Leroy McNair. Amen. And, and all of you know, or most of you know him that, that are fairly um, have been here for a while. Uh, Reverend McNair is our lead counselor here. He's also uh, one of our elders here. And he does a great job with counseling. Pastor, truly trust him as a man of God, with integrity, and with a life of excellence. But I wanted to tell you this morning, uh, not to introduce you, but you do know him already. Uh, Pastor has uh, uh, assigned him a lesson on a new peace and perfect peace. As I said, most of us know uh, Reverend McNair, just for those of you that do not know him, uh, he's married to our sister and friend, Linda. She's right here. And just telling you a little bit about Reverend McNair, he never leaves home without her, amen? Never leaves home without her. So you don't see Linda, you better shake your head, because. Reverend McNair going to get her. Amen. Uh, also, um, the two come to church every Sunday for over 20 plus years, and they are an integral part of St. Matthew's Baptist Church Ministries. They have two adult children that are professionals and two teenage uh, grandsons that like to eat. Amen. And that's what Leroy would tell me all the time. Them boys know how to eat. And after this choir, uh, we're going to call on Elder McNair, and he's going to come with his lesson as pastor has assigned. So when he comes, I want you to stand on your feet as we normally do and give this man of God a hand clap of praise. Amen. For what he's about to deliver to us this morning. Amen. 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 Say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Choir. I said, praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This last song here just says, God, 
is good. That's all. God is good all the time and all the time. Oh, come on. I'm talking to somebody in here today. Come on and clap your hands if you know that God is good. Hallelujah. Song says, May
Please heal him. In the name of Jesus, I ask you, Lord. Amen. You may be seated. I wish somebody would help me say hallelujah this morning. I wish someone could help me say I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. And the humble shall hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us, hallelujah, exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and he delivered me out of all my fears. Hallelujah. Not only that, he would deliver me out of all my mess that I stepped in. I'm not afraid to say Jesus. His name is J-E-S-U-S. Jesus. Football players have a huddle. They come together and they say something in the huddle. And then they break out of that. Sometimes we ought to have a praise huddle to give God the glory. He's worthy to be praised. Give him honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And all the things that he's done for them. And to our pastor, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon, Sr., and his wife, Sister Diane Gordon, I greet you in the name of the Lord this morning. Let it be known that I humbly thank Pastor Gordon for this opportunity to come before you. And I want to thank you. I want to salute you for coming out in this inclement weather. You ought to give yourself a hand clap for just getting here. I pray for Pastor Gordon's health and well-being and for his family. Here is a picture of Numbers 17. And that dead stick, that rod, that buddy, that had flowers and ripe fruit, you remember that? That proves that God called this man. Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr., to pastor, to feed, and to guide this church. You ought to say amen. Let me thank God for my wife of 53 years. And the Lord willing, in March, it will be 54 years. That's my baby love. My sugar dip. Like the man said in the song, I do love you. Yes, I do. Little girl. We've been through some stormy weather. But we're still rooted together in Christ. There is a word from the Lord. In Philippians 4, 7, you've heard. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And the theme of that book in Philippians is the Christ-like mind that brings Christian joy. We see the church at Philippi was the first Christian church founded on the continent of Europe. 
The Apostle Paul wrote this epistle while under house arrest in Rome in 61 AD. And while he was there, he caused people to get saved in Caesar's house. Ah, and each of these four chapters, there are only four chapters of this epistle to the Philippines, or Philippines rather, Paul describes a kind of mind that Christians must have if they were to enjoy the joy and the peace of God. In the four chapters, we see the following. Chapter 1, the single mind. Chapter 2, the submissive mind. And there's chapter 3, the spiritual mind. And chapter 4, the secure mind. Our focus today will be chapter 4, verses 4, rather chapter 4, verses 6 through 9. And our subject for today, you've heard, is a new peace. A new peace. This piece is spelled P-E-A-C-E. Okay, Reverend Jackson, just to make sure you, my kind of new piece. We see at the top of chapter 4 the word therefore in your Bible. And it is therefore to link together what Paul previously wrote about the promise of resurrection. You find that in chapter 3, verse 21. So that the readers had all the more reason to stand fast in the Lord. We should be pressing for the mark and the prize of the high calling that is in Jesus Christ. That prize is the resurrection. And when we see Jesus, all our troubles will be over. Ain't that right? What is peace? Mm. What is peace? In the Greek, peace is the word irena. It's spelled E-R-E-N-A and pronounced I-R-A-N-A, irena, which means quietness and rest, which we need sometimes, quietness and rest. From the dictionary, it means a state of mutual harmony between people or groups especially in personal relations. It also means tranquility. It also means unity. It means order and being in one accord. Now, opposite of peace is important too. That means the word disagreement. That's opposite. The word hate. Completely opposite. The word fighting, discord, worry, arguing, and war. And in those, there is no peace. What is it that disturbs our peace, our quietness, our rest? Three things. The first thing that disturbs our peace, you heard pastors say, it's worry. Worry, O-R-R-Y. Worry. Worry is a self-torment over cares of suffering from disturbing thoughts. We worry about everything. Are they going to like me? My shoes all right? Do you like my dress? Do you like my this? We worry if we're going to be accepted. Are you worried that this person who started an insurrection and has no character might win the presidential election? Well, why pray if you're going to worry? 
a negative and a positive of the same values cancels each other out. If you're going to pray, then don't worry. If you're going to worry, then don't pray. Why should you do Satan's job for him? Worrying. There is no faith in worrying, am I right? If you live within your income, you live without worry. Amen. Worry never accomplishes anything except wrinkles, which gives you another thing to worry about. There is no point in worrying about forgetting things as you grow older because you'll soon forget what you forgot. What will worrying do for you that God can't do? The more they publish cancer ads in the TV, the more somebody thinks they got it and start doing what? Worrying. In Philippians 4, 6, it says, be careful for nothing. That means don't be anxious. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Not being anxious is a command now, not an option. I did not say a commandment, but it is a command or a directive. It means don't do it. Don't be anxious. Don't worry. A gospel song by a group called Commission I love. And they said, the way seems hard. You've come too far to give up now. Don't worry. It says, and the pressures of life seem to trap you inside. Be encouraged. Remember times past he brought you through when you thought you would not last? Jesus will take you through. Don't worry. He'll be there to care about you. No need to worry. I love that song and I love the way they sing it because we tend to make it an academic class for ourselves to worry. My mother used to talk about worrying like it was something to eat. She said, if I don't worry around here, ain't nobody going to worry. I have to worry about everything. There was this poor old man that worried so much that his hair started to fall out of his wig. Now that's some real rough worry. In everything, the scripture says, everything. There are not some things in our life that God is not concerned about, but it's everything he's concerned about. Prayer is all our communication to God in a ball of wax. Everything we say towards God is prayer. But then supplication is asking God to do something for you. Humbly asking him to do something for you. Then give thanksgiving. Ask him to do something about someone's illness. Ask him to do something about that wayward child that you have or someone else has. Ask him to do something about that ungodly politician that are running for president. James 4 and 2 says, you have not. Why? Because you ask not. 
Some people get up and say a prayer so long and never ask God anything. Ask him to bring peace into your marriage. Don't worry. Ask him. Ask him to bring peace to your livelihood. Ask him to bring peace to everything that concerns you. Ask him every time you get in your car for travel, grace, and mercy, for protection from hurt, harm, and danger. I know sometimes my wife wants to say something, but I, I just, when I sit down, sometimes she grabs me at the island and be stuck. But I'm going to pray. I am 77 years old. I can't see what I used to see. I forget stuff. So I need God to guide me and help me. Teenagers, if you're here, you ask your parents that you borrowed a car. Ask the Lord to give you safe travel and journeys mercies before you drive. Back in the 70s, I lived in Willingboro, New Jersey, and we were a part of a church there. And during that time, I fell off the wagon, became a drug addict, a whoremonger, uh, abandoned my family back and forth, still doing my work and doing great in the company I worked in, but it wasn't close to the Lord. And having left, I went back some years later, and I had, I had this hymnal, and I, I was saved when I went back. In fact, I'd, I'd been ordained, and they asked me to read the scripture. So I, I got up and I said, I have been worried that God was going to get me because I kept your hymnal. And they said, you can keep it because we bought some new ones already. <laughs> But in this hymnal, I want to read you two verses, just two verses that relates to where we are. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. The word forfeit, sometimes when you don't show up for a game you're supposed to play, you forfeit it. Well, that's what we do when we don't go in prayer. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Verse 2 says, have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. The next of the three things that was blocking our peace is the workings. And it blocks our inner peace. And listen to how I phrase this. The workings of the mind, number one, and negative talk, which is allowing a flow of thoughts that devalues yourself and criticize what you do and who you are. Does that make sense? And if it's continued, these practices of negative talk to oneself will permanently limit your ability to have inner peace. 
that can be a mind-blowing decision to talk to yourself negatively. I ain't got nothing. I ain't never no good. Ain't nobody helped me. I can't do nothing. Come on. You're doing Satan's work now. He don't have to knock you down. You're doing it for him. The workings of the mind and holding grudges and resentments. This is a toxic mindset that gives way to anger and resentment that poisons our mind and also our relationships. There's no peace in that. The workings of the mind in needing to be right all the time. A person's insistence that they're always right on all points of discussion. And it distances them from relationships, and in that there is no peace. Finally, the workings of the need to compare yourself. A person's tendency to feel constant jealousy and a need to compete. I can do that better than you. This is a habit that saps energy out of you. Happiness is gone, it blocks relationships, and blocks you from feeling peace inside. And then finally, the third area that blocks our peace is our unhealed wounds. Just plain old wounds. This is, this is some horrible stuff here. Perhaps the most painful scars and wounds in people are the ones that you cannot see. Sexual abuse. Addictions. Adultery. Watching Physical abuse in families. I had a friend named Frederick, and we used to, we grew up together, you know, creating toys, playing. We were shooting marbles by, by his house one day. And uh, he said, I, I got to go in the house for a minute. And my nickname throughout my life was Roy. And, and they, he said, Roy, I got to go in the house for a minute. Now, when he got in the house, I heard his voice clearly. And he, he was saying, Mom and Daddy, y'all said y'all weren't going to fight no more. He was just crying. And I heard that, and it just shook me. And I, I got my marbles and went home because was, I was embarrassed. Then the house started to move, and they were rocking and rolling in there. And he was just crying, begging them not to fight. That's a wound that a child has to deal with and grow up and sit here in these pews and pretend that it never happened to them. Abandonment. I had to hear an uncle tell my stepfather that he wasn't my daddy. He raised me from two years old, my stepfather, but it was hurtful for me to hear him Say, you, you ain't that boy's daddy no way. And I will whip this behind me. No, you won't. But all my life I carried this in me. Who do I go to? Who do you go to when you have those kind of scars and wounds and your peace is constantly disturbed? Yeah. Cruel words by somebody. Oh, stupid boy. Ain't going to never be worth nothing. Oh, it feels it's okay. You think you can just say that and it doesn't cost anything? 
Not knowing your parents is a dog trip. Who to talk to? Who to trust with it? These scars and wounds come from something you have done to others or things that were done to you. You can scratch it, deny it, it's still there. And there's no peace. I have counseled women who have been raped, although they, they were the ones abused. Still they carry the scars and worry if someone will know and then blame the victim. No peace. Psalms 34 and 18 and 19 says, The Lord is near to them that are broken heart, and save it such as be of a contrite or crushed spirit. Many of the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. And that's why I can tell you where I've been, what I've gone through. Because the Lord delivers us out of them all. The solution to these secret sins is confession and repentance. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 says, and I love it, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now the second part of that is just so valuable. Cleanse me from all my mess because I told the truth on myself. That's a way God made for you to come out of nowhere. It seems so scary to do. Oh, if I say all oh, this about myself, they ain't going to like me. So what? God will like you. When you've hurt someone, James 5, 16, he directs us to confess our faults and do it to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And it says further, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. Matthew 18, 15 says, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between him and him alone. If he should hear this, then you've gained thy brother or your sister. In either case, peace can be reestablished. How long will you allow yourself to be bound by issues of the heart from yesterday and have no peace. The duo of Mary Mary, some of the lyrics says, I have decided that I've cried my last tear yesterday. It's over. Choose peace. How many people feel like they've been through that kind of emotion where you said, I'm sick of this. I'm tired of crying and going through stuff, I'm, I'm going to come out of this. Where is there peace on the earth? Not in the schools. Those are shot up by people with weapons of war. Data shows that there were 46 incidents of gun violence in schools in 2022. Where little children go with their backpacks and their little lunchbox. No peace. Prayers going out of the school, 
no peace. So many of you were not old enough to experience that. But class began with that. Prayer, song, pledge of allegiance. Gone. No peace. It's not in the city. No peace there. There's not a day when someone in some city is killed in violence. No peace. Not in the small town. A fellow wrote a threatening song about not in a small town saying, if you come over here, we're going to get you. There's no peace there either. Not at Walmart. Not in the malls. Not in the post office. People that get angry and go off. Not in the U.S. Capitol. The Senate and the House had to run for their lives because the president wanted to get what he wanted and prompt the people to almost kill the vice president. No peace. There is no guarantee of peace in the places of worship. Uh-oh. We have policemen. We have security guards for your protection in the house of peace. Nine people shot trying to pray in the house of peace. The experiences your flesh has in it steals your peace. The things that you've done, the things that you've gotten into that you hope nobody knows. You know, the running around and back in the 50s, 60s in the back seat of this and that and the other. Okay. Now these days we go to a $20 hotel with a $10 somebody. And you hope it's all gone. Nobody knows. And it steals your peace because it's in your head. And the things keep coming up, suggesting that you go back there again. See, that's what happens with, 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 with drugs and all kinds of stuff. It, it never gives you a break. It comes to you and it says, you know, you remember, remember when we used to do that? Man, why go back and do it again? There's no peace. One of the greatest liars in the world. Is a bottle of whiskey. Big liar. Tells you it looks pretty. Some of it's pink, some of it is yellow, red, whatever. But it lies to you because as soon as you get that liquor and you start, you know, staggering, going <laughs> left and right, forget where you live, and you find out there's no peace. It was embarrassing to me. My stepfather drank liquor. He, he didn't drink so much liquor. He drank moonshine. And there was times I have to go help him get up out of a ditch. He's 185 pounds. I'm a little boy. 
and I'm carrying the embarrassment of being out here trying to get him up off the ground. People are watching me. And next week, living for the weekend. Right back to that liquor. And I'd take the bottles and hide them. And he was a, a Gullah Geechee. So the way he talked, boy, but when you put it butter. There was peace in Eden until the flesh took over. And when the flesh took over, peace could be seen gone in the fact that people putting on leaves, tying stuff around them. What's going on with you? Huh? I've done something. You have to fight for peace in prayer. And money is a guarantee also that you won't have peace. You go down to the corner store and buy yourself a, a lottery ticket, and they, and they come back and say, you won $5 million. Your life is over. There's no peace. Every cousin, every classmate you've ever known. Hey, can you loan me something? Can you give me something? You have no peace. And you quit your crazy job, and next thing you know, you ain't got nothing. No money, no job, no nothing. Only Jesus has the power to say, peace, be still. The peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding. Peace has to be in people, not a place. In the person. Peace is where the Spirit of the Lord is. Sustainable peace can only be found in Jesus Christ. That's a keeping peace. That don't up and down, but sustainable peace. In Philippians 4, 7, the crown jewel of this fourth chapter says, And the peace of God which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The Bible describes these great aspects of peace. Peace of God, peace from God, peace with God. First, peace from God. This reminds us that our peace comes to us as a gift from God. Peace from God is a gift to you. Then there is peace with God. This describes the relationship that we enter into with God through the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Co-laborers. Then there is a peace of God. The serenity of the infinitely happy God, which is beyond our power of thinking, beyond our understanding. And so the scripture says, it passes all understanding. So guard your minds. And place your minds in the right place. Philippians 4.8 says these things. Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, lovely, 
of a good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. In other words, get the right mental diet. Stop looking at all this crazy stuff on TV. There's, there's a new company called TMU, and all their ads began with women in some kind of strange clothes or not have clothes on in it at all. All of you find the ad and you'll find four or five pictures of women with something slinky on, which is designed to cast your mind on that by saying you can order some things from Timu. <laughs> Do like Paul when he spoke to Euodius and Syntax. Two women had had some relational problems in the church. Be of the same mind in the Lord. He didn't go in and try and work it out. He didn't have a counseling session. He simply said, be of the same mind in the Lord. What does that mean? That means simply this. Agree on God's purposes. See, if you agree on God's purposes, you don't have no argument with each other. Love one another. Oh, it happens in the church, not only in Philippi. I was called to comfort a, a couple one night, a deacon and his wife, at another church around 2000, whose peace was gone. 12 o'clock at night, pastor called me. Elder McNair, will you go over? And, yes, sir. In the street in front of the house, language and physical. One shoe over here, once you're over there, in the church, official in the church, don't think that you're so spiritual. When the heat gets hot enough, your corn will pop too. You can have peace with your spouse if you approach each other with the same mind as the Lord. You can go to your job and have peace if your mind is on the things of the Lord. You can overcome having worry disturb your peace with others and yourself. You can overcome negative self-talk if you change your thinking. People will enjoy your contribution if you just don't have to know everything. Jesus spoke about peace in several places. First in Matthew 5, 9, he said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. That's something good about being a peacemaker. Straighten it out. In John 16, 33, he says, These things have I spoken to you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And in John 14, 27, he says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The prophet Isaiah, the scriptures you heard earlier, in 26 and 3, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, 
whose mind is stayed or sustained by on thee because he trusts in thee. Again, let me say this. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. And that word stayed means sustained by. I'm sustained, I'm fed by his word because he trusts in thee. Colossians 3.15 says, Let the peace of God rule in your heart to the which you are called in one body and be ye thankful. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. I'm asking you today to make a change and start with your mind. See, with your mind, you have an inventory of everything you've ever seen and tasted, particularly with the senses. Everything you touched that was solved, everything that you've seen with your eyes that looked good to you, the things you heard in your ears, the kind of music, okay, the things you've tasted, that good cheesecake, uh, all of your senses carry everything you've experienced right to your brain. And there your brain have the inventory. And every so often your flesh pulls up a little stuff from the brain. Boy, she kind of reminds me of, of Susie. Man, then the mind starts to think, Susie, yeah. You see liquor on TV. The next thing you know, it's coming to you. Man, I, I, can, I can drink sometimes. You rationalize because of your mind. You already weigh 275 pounds and you see cheesecake. Make a change. Start with the mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You make the difference with the peace. Don't ask somebody else to be peace. You be peace. You come into the room and change the room with peace. Let the peace of God be in your heart. No more hate. No more fighting. It's time for a new peace. Jesus walked through a wall where his disciples were sitting up somewhere hiding and scared to death. And the first thing he said when he walked through was peace. Because they needed to hear that. Peace. No more peace. If you keep doing the same old thing. But more peace in 24 more in 24, a new peace. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Bless the Lord. Come on, let's give the Lord another hand clap. Mercy endures forever.
please be seated. Just want to challenge the hearts and minds here at our service today. If you don't know Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I want you to be honest with yourself. Just as he said, a new peace. You can have that peace and start that peace with inviting Jesus Christ into your life. Invite him into your heart. Admit you're a sinner. Believe that Jesus Christ, that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And say with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. The Bible says you will be saved. It's just that simple. A, B, and C. Admit, believe, and confess. Is there one here today? Be truthful. This is a brand new year. The first service in the first 2024 church service that we have had. That will be a great peace for you if you accept Lord Jesus Christ today as your personal Savior. Is there one that know you're not saved or not sure that you're saved? Just raise your hand. Or better than that, just stand up and come on down front. Is there one... You could not be in a better place or a better church. Is there one? Be honest with yourself. With beginning a new year. Maybe you could stop that drinking Leroy was, uh, uh, Reverend McNair was talking about. Or those old phone numbers Reverend McNair was talking about. Or the Geechee that loved to fight all the time. Maybe you can conquer that in this new year. Is there one? Raise your hand. Is there one sitting in the congregation that does not know that, that are saved but does not have a church home? Is there one? Are there anyone in this congregation today that does not have a church home but you are saved? I want you to get up and come down if there's one. Now you're going to truly sit here because God's going to touch your faith. I'm telling you right now. You're going to sit here with all this good teaching, all this good preaching, and you're unsaved and you have a chance to give Christ your life and you're not going to move. That's amazing. I did it, but I paid the piper for doing it. You don't have to do that. Come on up front. I know there's one of you. As I said in these pews for many, many years, and didn't believe. Is there one? One last time. Now we're going to have Reverend McNair to come back with the benediction. And then after the benediction, I want you to come down front and greet this man of God. Because he taught us this morning. Amen. Let's give Lord Jesus Christ a hand clap. And now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. And to present you faultless before his presence. With exceeding joy, the only wise God, 
To him be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forevermore. Amen. and happy new years to you all. The Bible says, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. In this new year, we should have a new peace, a perfect peace. What is it that causes our peace to dissipate? First, our worry due to faithlessness. We worry about things we can't control. Secondly, not only our worry, but our work, trying to fix things in our own strength. And then third, our fractures from our history, which causes us to lean on self. What the Bible is talking about in this new year is a new faith that does not involve, hallelujah, us worrying about stuff we can't control. And not only a, 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 a worry of faithlessness and trying to work and fix things on our own. And, 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 and this whole thing of our fractures, our historical issues where we are slaves to try to make things happen. But God says, and the peace of God, and in this new year, we want you to have a new peace, a perfect peace that deals with God being the guard of our hearts, our minds through Christ Jesus. And you got to admit, and I have to admit, I cannot do this on my own. I need the new peace in the new year, amen, a perfect peace in order for me to trust and to have guards around my emotions, my intellect, and God will bring that new peace as we trust him in this new year. God bless you. Have a great, great day. And Jesus is Lord. Thank you. because I've been a member here for over 20 years and pastor brings a word every Sunday. Ministry here is for the entire being. Uh, I love the way it touches the mind, the body, and the soul. Uh, we have women's ministries. Welcome to our world. I've gone to several churches before 
and the truth that Pastor preaches about the Word, his leadership and his vision is just pure. Welcome to our world! What keeps me coming back to St. Matthews is the youth program. They continuously put effort into the young, into the young mentors. Welcome to our world! Bienvenidos a nuestro mundo.